Hey guys, welcome back to Classic Sundays. I'm here with Chantel. Lena is on vacation right now in the U.S. Virgin Isles. So we're here in cold, rainy Ohio while she's enjoying life on a beach. <laughs> um, but <laughs> this week we watched A Little Princess. It's a 1995 movie. Um, it's about a little girl named Sarah um, who is sent to a boarding school by her well-meaning World War I-bound father. The imaginative girl makes the best of things by entertaining her friends with um, fanciful tales. After running aloof of the strict headmistress, Miss Minchin, Sarah receives some heartbreaking news and is forced to work in servitude. As she struggles to keep her spirits up, she makes some remarkable discoveries that may change her seemingly bleak fate. So I believe that this is Chantel's movie. So you can go ahead. You already know that I didn't watch it, but I did watch some, um, like, YouTube, what is it called? Um, like, reviews by people. So I think I watched, like, two or three just to get in. Um, like, the thing, like, last week before we watched the movie. Well, before we were supposed to do the first recording of it last Friday. So mm-hmm. um, I got, like, a... the. The gist of it and how it is, and I actually watched some um, of like some scenes in it, so I got I got some things. Yeah, a little bit. It. Yeah, so yeah, a little bit. I know Lena watched it as well, so and yeah. we have her notes too. So mm-hmm. um, we'll have another person's perspective as well that had watched the the full film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we. P- basically picked 90s movies for this month and I picked this one um I know Lena had read the book before um I have not read the book but this is a movie that I've watched countless times actually it's um my aunt used to have whenever I visited my aunt in Iowa she always had the same row (laughs) of VHS tapes lined up waiting for the like the nieces to come in and pick a movie and watch it and this was one of them so almost every summer we visited Iowa I watched this movie oh Um. so I believe that this is Chantel's movie so you can go ahead you already know that I didn't watch it but I did watch some um like YouTube what is it called um like reviews by people so I think I watched like two or three just to get in um, like the thing like last week before we watched the movie well before we were supposed to do the first recording of it last Friday. So mm-hmm. um, I got like a, the, the gist of it and how it is and I actually watched some um, of like some scenes in it. So I got I got some things. Yeah, a little bit. It. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit. I know Lena watched it as well. So and we yeah. have her notes too. So mm-hmm. um we'll have another person's perspective as well that had watched the the full film um yeah so we basically picked 90s movies for this month and I picked this one um I know Lena had read the book before um I have not read the book but this is a movie that I've watched countless times actually it's um my aunt used to have, whenever I visited my aunt in Iowa, she always had the same row (laughs) 
of VHS tapes lined up waiting for the like the nieces to come in and pick a movie and watch it. And this was one of them. So almost every summer we visited Iowa, I watched this movie. Oh, um, cool. So I think I liked this movie so much because I felt like it was a realistic version of like a little girl, Sarah, who um, is kind of like imagining herself as like a princess which was always fun to do as a kid um one of my favorite like make-believe things to play I guess as a little girl um but I really liked this movie because it had a lot of vibrant color whenever she was imagining basically like a better a better life for herself as a princess. Like she would pretend like play make believe in her head of her and her dad, like going on these like um, crazy adventures to India. And those kind of like mirages kind of like helped her get through while he was away at war. Um, and so because of that, she kind of became popular among the girls that were at the boarding house that she was staying at while her dad was away for war. So she was still getting watched and her dad was just kind of like sending money to make sure that uh, Miss Minchin would take care of her at the boarding school until he got back. Um, however, as she's making friends and all of that and writing her letters to her dad, she eventually hears um, their dad's dad. Her- yeah, her dad had died. Yeah. And so from there, she had kind no of more money like, basically yeah. coming in because, like, the British government like took the money from her dad because, like, they seized it, which that's what I was confused about. Like, why she went to New York instead of stayed in London. But then I realized that the war was like, like, they would attack like London. So then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. So, but you kind of got that vibe from like, like, Miss Minchin that she was kind of not like the nicest person when they first even introduced um Sarah to her. So like, I kind of like, even like when I was watching the reviews and they were like, just showing like the, the like her scene, I was like, yeah, she's going to be like the evil stepmom type of person. So I kind of like, once they said that her dad died, I was like, yeah, she's going to be like, like a Cinderella type of thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's literally what I was about to say. Kind of yeah. like, as soon as they heard, dad had died it basically turned into like a cinderella movie um for for the most part um i don't know if you had seen the ending do you know what happened um, her dad had like um did not remember her and he's like i think i don't remember how he um got to the location but she's like i'm your daughter and he was like i don't have kids and she's basically screaming, getting dragged out in the rain. And then all of a sudden, like, something clicks. And he's like, oh, that's my kid. And runs after her. So I basically know the whole story. just didn't watch the movie. So I kind of, I just didn't, I don't know why he didn't remember her. Like, that's where I'm missing. Um, yeah, he basically had a brain injury. I mean, that's the easiest way to explain it. He had a brain injury. And they thought that he was the son of the guy next door, mm-hmm. basically. And once they got him next door, 
um, the guy was like, no, that's not my son. And he was like, well, you know, he might not be your son, but you could still take care of him as if you were, you know, out of just like pure kindness. And so that's kind of how his dad, her dad, um, ended up over there. Gotcha. And then, um, you have, um, Brahm Das too, that's also over there and he starts picking up on, you know, her misery basically. And, um, you know, sending, you know, sending her well wishes across the way at one point. Um, this was before, this was before, um, she ran over to her dad, but they had, Ram Das had kind of basically decorated the attic <laughs> where she was at mm-hmm. and, um, put a lot of like fine things in there, food, etc. And, when Miss Mention came up, she discovered it. She assumed that Sarah had stolen all of it. And then so she called the police. And that's how the whole um, police were chasing her as she's trying to get to her dad. And, uh, and it was like that panicky scene where then he finally remembered who she was. And then I don't think they would have shown this to you in like YouTube videos that you watched. But then after the fact... Um, they kind of like made the boarding school like a better, a better place for the girls. Um, and they got the money back. Um, the family actually, the dad also adopted, uh, Becky. The black girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The black girl, um, who was kind of also treated like a Cinderella, essentially. She was treated like that from the very beginning though, like. I think, like, if yeah. I remember correctly, she didn't even sit at the table with all the other girls. Yeah, like, no, whenever. immediately. She she was never one one with the girls. Like, she was always like that. But they took pity on her, and obviously she was a good friend to Sarah, so they adopted her. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found out, tying up loose ends, they also found out that Mr. Randolph, um, Mr. Randolph's son, Richard, the actual his actual son, had died in a gas attack. So they gave him some closure. And then Miss Minchin was stripped of her title and became a chimney sweeper and was working for a boy earlier in the movie that she had previously mistreated. Mm. So like what comes around type of thing. Yeah. And then Sarah and Becky and her dad um, like waved goodbye to their classmates and went to India. Gotcha. And that's basically the conclusion of the film. Um, But overall, I mean, to me, I really love this movie. And um, obviously I'd watched it several times. I felt like it had good cinematics. And now watching it again, like as an adult, I was happy that it was not like lackluster. You know how like when you watch something as a kid, and then you watch it again as an adult and you're like, I like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like I... this is like low budget. Like, what was I thinking? I I did I did still like this movie. No. So a lot of the movies I actually like watch or pick are usually because of TikTok. Hmm. So little fun little fun fact for me. My TikTok <laughs> has a lot of movie like scenes or like r- reviews. So like Either it's from current ones or old ones, I'll have it. So, like, that's where I'll be like, oh, like, maybe I should watch it. 
and then I'll put it on my list or like how I'm watching this movie right now. It, I saw like a scene from TikTok and I was like, I need to watch this. And then I found out it was on Netflix. So hmm. it, at least for me, like I, I get it. So that's why when you said um, Little Princess, I already kind of knew what was what was going to happen going into it already. What did Lena say about the movie? Do you have her notes? Um, I don't have her remember. Um, if I leave the app, it'll like kick me. Oh, let me look at it right now. So I'm going to let you. But I know she sent it in our group chat. Right, I think she me, really liked the movie. Let me read this. Um, we're about to board. So here are my um, notes for Little Princess. So yeah. Um, yeah, she sent that at 6.28 a.m. Oh my gosh. That poor woman. Um, so this is what she said. It's a sweet movie and the cinematography is beautiful. That was actually one of the things that when I was like doing the like reviews on YouTube, I was like, damn. Like when they were in India and they were sitting on like the like the statue's head, I was like, wow i that's why i feel like you might like the um the movie i'm watching right now the indian one like the cinematography in this is like i literally like whoever directed this is truly needs like awards given to them so i felt like i i really did enjoy the cinematography um and how i was seeing it but anyways um the colors are so vibrant and they just help um add to the story the message of the story is also really great i think that no matter her circumstances, every girl is a princess. When Amanda slash Amelia, the sister, I think that's her name, ran off with the milkman, I was totally rooting for her. I'm glad she was able to get out from under the sister, her sister's control. Watching this made me want to maybe want Indian food, lol. And then she's like, overall, great message. I felt like they captured turn of the century New York in both the set and costuming. But yeah, when she said... No matter her circumstances, every girl is a princess. I I think that's what, like, she encapsulized the whole movie in that, like, sentence. For me, when I was, like, re- seeing the reviews, and I think that's what really, like, turned me off. Because I, I, me personally, I don't like, I don't like that. So that's why. Yeah, I think, I, um, I think it's, it's definitely a younger little girl kind of mindset. And I think that was her kind of way of helping the girls cope with what was going on at the like boarding house basically where she's like you know having them like helping them like imagine like there are there is more to life there you know this isn't just Mm -hmm. it like you're not going to be stuck here forever and kind of help giving them a coping mechanism of imagine you're a princess basically Mm-hmm. um and I, I even remember when like i was like friends with lena when we were younger um we weren't that young but like even her like i felt like she had that like not princess vibe but she definitely had a more whimsical vibe growing up mm-hmm. like i remember her going into her room and she painted it with like pretty like paintings and she would dance around in her room and she just always had like a more whimsical like vibe to her even now she's still pretty whimsical i felt like that was more like, I would understand why she likes this movie, if that makes sense. Like, what yeah. would you rate it? Because Lena said 9.5. So, I'm I'm giving it, I'm going to give it a 9. 9. So, you guys basically gave the same score. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a 9. I, I mean, this was one of my childhood movies, basically. And mm-hmm. so, with that as well, kind of like, Kind of like you with um, 
not caveman, but what was the first anime we watched? The thief Literally. and the cobbler. Yes, that one. Yeah. This is my thief and the cobbler. Thief and the cobbler. Yeah. No, like I feel like everyone that has watched this movie has given it a good review. Um, Rotten, just- Rotten Tomatoes had ninety-seven percent critic score, eighty-eight percent audience score, with like over a th- hundred thousand plus ratings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, on the high end. But what is your rating? Um, from what I've gathered about it, like I would definitely give it like maybe a six or a seven. Maybe if I watched, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't like the vibe of it. So I can't give it, like, a a good thing. But everyone that I've listened to with the rate, like, the reviews on YouTube always mm-hmm. gave it a high score. So obviously, like, you know, even um, there was a guy that I was watching. Um, He's like, you know, for a family movie, like, if that's your your choice, like, you're not going to be upset with it. But he's like, this mm-hmm. movie is just, it's definitely not for, like, like a grown man. That's what he <laughs> said. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, it's like, I feel like I kind of, I mean, my my favorite movies tend to be more, like, Gangs of New York, um, like, Al Pacino movies, uh, even, like, this one where it's, like, they're more gritty, I've noticed, or they're very, like, on the comedic side where, like, Caveman, you know, it's very stupid, very, like, what are you doing so I never really like I never tend to r- relate to movies like this but I can't have any like I don't like I can't give it a bad score like obviously from what I've heard and you guys liked it so much so I'd assume that it's a a good movie for a family night oh it's definitely a family night movie and I would put it on my top top tier list maybe even top 10 top top possibly top five for chi- like favorite childhood movies. Now mm-hmm. that I'm adult, I don't think I would rate it as my like in my top ten. But I definitely would still enjoy sitting down and watching this every every few years. It's got rewatchability mm-hmm. for me at least. Yeah. But um, fun facts. Yeah, let's go into it. Okay. Um. So I know you didn't really like watch the entirety of the film. Um. But uh, in a general sense, this was a 1995 film. It had a $17 million budget. This one only made $10 million, though, at mm. least in the box office when it first came out. Um, I don't know what the to-date money on is it, it on it is. Um, this was originally a book. Um, the 1995 film is actually the third filmed version. Yeah, there's like a animated one. There's one with Shirley Temple as well. It's like yeah. 1939. Um, the yeah. animated one, I think, came out the same year this one came out of. Poss- possibly, but then that would mean that it's like that's like the fourth one. Um, there was a 1917 A Little Princess film with Mary Pickford, and then there was you nailed it on the head. There was a 1939 Shirley Temple um, film. Um, I think there was even another one. I think there's more than that because I remember when I was trying to find like a a free version to watch, there was one that was like like it's all over YouTube. Like there's I think three or four parts like that was cut up. So I think there's even more um versions of it. It's just it wasn't the right movie for 
what you chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there, there definitely could have been more too, but yeah. those are the only three I had found. I wouldn't be shocked though if there was more. Because um, it wasn't the Shirley Temple one, but it was in color. So I was like, oh, it has to be recent. But it wasn't like the actors that I knew were supposed to be in the movie. So mm-hmm. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, no, there there definitely could be another one that I'm I just don't know about. Yeah. Um quick fun fact, the stores on the film's main street are named after various crew members. I think one of them's named after a direct the director. Mm-hmm. Um there were latex balloons as decorations in Sarah's birthday party and took taking place setting wise 1914, 1915. Um, but there was a modern balloon in there that was seen in the picture film, but it wasn't invented until 1931. So it kind of like messed with the time period. Ah, uh, cause it was like uh, early 1900. Yeah. Obviously this movie was filmed in the nineties though. So some of yes. those details, um, they miss yeah um in addition so speaking of kind of like screwed timelines um when sarah and lackey lucky i think it's lucky are running through the forest in 1914 one of them gives the like tarzan yell um but the first story of tarzan was published in 1912 but the yell for tarzan didn't come till 1932 Fun fact, I think I have um, an original one of a... Here, let me actually look at it. I have old school Tarzan, I think. Or wait, let me look. Mm. Oh, no, it's the Jungle Book. Never mind. I knew it was like something with the jungle. I have um, first editions. I found at a... a, a, Actually, with Lena, we went to like... I don't know if it was Amish country or something, but I found these in a barn. And they were just like sitting there underneath all these books. And I was like, dude, I think these are first edition. And when I looked, it was. And I was like, holy shit. So I wonder how much they cost if I can sell them or not. But I think. I don't know. Well, I'll when I am not going to mess with the recording by typing on my keyboard, I'll look it up. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, but save those. Preserve those. Um, so I have two more quick fun facts so um when sarah gives bread to the little girl in the street she's given a yellow rose in return which she leaves on the door of her neighbor whose son is missing in action later when the neighbor's indian assistant ram das delivers food and gifts to sarah and becky the centerpiece he leaves on the table is a bouquet of yellow roses so the yellow roses basically symbolize friendship which was a large running theme for this movie um and lastly so like the character she played the actor for sarah um liesel matthews came from a very wealthy background um matthews whose actual name was liesel um pritzker is a grandchild of wealthy industrialist a n pritzker and a niece of j pritzker who founded the hyatt hotel chain um, after a family dispute and lawsuit in her early 20s, Liesl received about $500 million of her family's fortune. She subsequently became a philanthropist in, among other places, India, a country her character Sarah loved, and created several educational development charities. So I thought that was kind of interesting that um, the 
main character came from kind of the same background as the actual actress herself. Mm. So I felt like that probably made it even easier as a child actor to kind of embody the character that you were, that she was playing. Are we ready to go to, is it a classic or not? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Is the movie truly considered a classic based on the following criteria? Acting, music, dialogue, attention to historical details, costuming, scenery, and did it have a cultural impact? Um, I guess I'll go first since this was my movie. Um, I feel like it goes to show that this movie was originally a book and then created into a film at least of, of what I know three different times. And I feel like, I feel like maybe I feel, I feel like as a, as a family movie, I would consider this a classic. I think it did a fairly good job of paying attention to the costuming and for the most part, minus the few fun facts I had, the historical details, um, the music. And I feel like because it has so many high reviews with the vast majority of the people that watch it, I feel like it had somewhat of a cultural impact. But I will say that the story itself probably had more of a cultural impact than the 1995 film version of A Little Princess. Mm. I kind of want to see what the, because I mean, I, I always read books at work or listen to them. So I kind of want to see like the hype for this book, because obviously like book to adaptation, like movie adaptation, they always change things. So I'd like mm-hmm. to see like why this book was so well liked. But I think um, probably relatable. I mean, with the time frame, well, yeah, World War One. Mm-hmm. I think the the book came out when I, I want to say I the can f- check. first film. First film was in 1917. I want to say the book was 1913. I thought I saw the number somewhere. 1905. It came out. Oh yeah, so I, th- I think a the- little. Here, let me read this real quick. A Little Princess is a children's novel by Frances Hodgson Burnett. Um, it first published um, as a book in 1905. Um, it is an expanded version of a short story called Sarah Crewe, or What Happened to Miss Minchins, which was serialized in St. Nicholas Magazine from December 1887 and published in a book form in 1888 so technically the story plot was since 1887 but it was really turned into a book in 1905 when did world war one start um probably like 1910 or something or 1919 it's it's in the like 1910s 1914 to 1918. Yeah, so the early 1910s. So this... So I feel like the film adaptation had of this 1995 film 
the book would have been written before World War One. So it's probably changed. Began. Yeah, they probably changed so, it a little. Yeah. So as the, I guess as the films evolved because there were three of them, the story must have changed a little bit with each one with world war one being the war that was happening in the 1995 film. That's so I wonder in the book, cause Lena read the book. I wonder if in the book there was also still a war going on. I would assume there was, but I wonder what war was going on in the book. Well, I just looked up like wars in the 1800s, right? So yeah. it was written in 1888. So if we're going to really get close to that time frame, um, let's say like, let's go like just even 20 years ahead. There is some wars that are like kind of Indian and Afghan related. Um, and then... So there is some war. So it might have been just it. like a war that was. Oh, you got it. What is I it? I got uh, officially. I looked it up. Um, so in the book, she pretends her attic bedroom is a cell in the Bastille during the French Revolution, uh, and she makes friends with the attic rat. Yeah, but her dad, like, he went to war, so they probably changed the story plot a little bit. Yeah, so he may have been in the French Revolution. But then as they kept making adaptations of the book into film to make it more relatable to its 1995 audience, they changed it to World War I rather than the French Revolution. Okay, so I just read it. In the book, he never goes to war. Um, and oh. They're in London, and Miss Minchin learns of Captain Crewe's unfortunate demise due to jungle fever. Furthermore, prior to his death, the previously wealthy captain lost had lost his entire fortune. A close friend from his schoolboy days had persuaded him to cash in his investments and deposit the proceeds to develop a network of diamond mines. The scheme fails, and the preteen Sarah is left an orphan and a pauper with no other family. I was going to say, so how does that one end in comparison to the 1995 film? So, Mr. Carrisford and his Indian assistant moved next door to the school. And Karis Ford had been Captain Crew's friend and partner in the Diamond Mines. Um, and I believe it's like a completely different story plot. Interesting. Well, you might like the book then. Yeah. Like, it's a completely different story. They, like, really did change it up. I mean, they kept some of the stuff, but it's from what I'm reading on here. Because she basically becomes, like, hit Karis Ford's becomes a friend and father figure to Sarah and quickly regains his wealth. And then Sarah, accompanied by Becky, pay a visit to the bakery where she bought buns. And she's basically now bakery owner's assistant with good food, clothing, shelter, and steady employment. So she never reunites with her dad. And I, I don't think she actually gets adopted by him. I think she stays at that school until Miss um, Minchin gets kicked out basically and it becomes better hmm. well oh it, so yeah she and yeah it's it's a it's definitely a different story plot i might uh, yeah i think i might like get it and like listen to it 
and let you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested. I mean, I obviously really like the 1995, but yeah, I'd be All interested right. to see what the changes are. I know even like a, a small change that didn't really affect plot, really, mm-hmm. between Shirley Temple's um, 1939 to the 1995 was there was a little monkey yeah there's a monkey in this book there was a monkey in the 1995 one but the one for shirley temple the monkey kept trying to bite shirley oh and so they changed it to um they changed it to a rat maybe i don't know i didn't watch that oh my gosh but i I definitely think that the book would probably be a lot better because i feel like i hate like little like spoiled girls that like continue to be spoiled and like yeah they have like two minutes of hardship but then end up having like a spoiled life so I feel like this girl had in the book had probably more of like a a turnaround than like possibly like two months of her suffering you know so it was a a parrot in Shirley's Mm. but I I I see what you're thinking. I mean, like she may have had more of a. She had a little bit of character development though in the movie, where she kind of once she was like shoved into the attic, like she still like imagined she was a princess and everything, and like you know, like instilled like hope in these little girls. But like she still kind of had more of like a humbling experience when she mm-hmm. made a friend with um, Becky. Yeah, I definitely, I think I'm, I'm definitely interested in reading the book, though. I think it's a completely different thing. Um, but yeah, sorry, let me get to Lena's thing so we can um, round off because it's already almost 1230. Um, so she said <laughs> classic. I think it is. It matches the definition. And most of all, it's a memorable movie that, excuse me, resonates no matter what the decade it's watched in. So that was her um, thing. So I guess it is a classic um, from what you guys have said. So mm-hmm. um lines up to what our definition is but i guess next week um lena will be back home because it'll be all three of us and we're watching the fifth element 1997 all right so then i will see you next weekend i will see you next weekend all right good night good night Bye. bye hey guys thank you for listening to the episode I just wanted to remind you guys that we post every Sunday, so I hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you. Bye.